Welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. As always, if you have any questions about today's program or a program from the past, please contact me by email at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Wow, it is a beautiful Saturday out there today. Um, we've seen a lot of rain over the past week, but today is bright and sunny and absolutely gorgeous. So I thank you for tuning in again. Uh, today's program is entitled Experience or God's Revealed Truth. And, you know, sometimes we rely on all of our experiences and we get confused as we think through those thoughts um, and we try to use those as we're serving God. And so I think today's program will help us understand maybe a little closer, maybe a little more clearly um, about what God is doing in our lives when he is revealing truth to us. And the scripture for today that we would um, utilize is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. And it says, it says this. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the things freely given us by God. Mm, that, uh, that encompasses a lot of information in that scripture, doesn't it? But it does give us an explanation of not of the spirit of the world, which would be our experiences. But what happens is, is we are revealed through the Holy Spirit, things by God. And when we experience those things, those things are for our learning and our education. And so I guess to really break it down, what, what I could tell you is that my personal experience is not what makes redemption real. And redemption is a reality. Christ died on the cross. God sent his one and only son. And so that you and I would have a way to be brought back to God, reunited with the creator of the universe. And so we have fallen in such a state that without God, redemption is impossible. And so redemption has no, reeling, uh, no real meaning for me until it's really worked out in my conscious life. And I think that's important to understand. Because when we're born again, the Spirit of God takes us beyond ourselves and our experiences and identifies us with Jesus Christ, which is very important. Because if I'm only left with my personal experience, I'm left with something not produced by redemption. And so redemption is the key here. But experiences that are produced by, by redemption provide themselves by leading us beyond ourselves. And that's very important. And actually to the point of no longer paying attention to experiences as the base of reality. Instead, we see that the only reality itself produces the experience. My experiences really aren't worth anything 
unless they keep me at the source of the truth, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, if you try to hold back the Holy Spirit within you, with the desire of producing more inner spiritual experiences, you're going to find that he'll break the hold and take you again to the historic Christ. So never support an experience which does not have God as its source and faith in God as its result. Because if you do so, it really is an anti-believer. You know, it it is fighting against uh, what God wants us to do, submitting ourselves, surrendering our will, so that God can make us the best who he, in the beginning of time, when he pondered us and when he began to think the process about creating us, what we would be. That's what we want to become. That's what we should all really strive for. So again, if you try to hold back the Holy Spirit within you with the desire of producing more inner spiritual uh, experiences, you're going against it. You're, You're opposing the Holy Spirit. And so surrender. I mean, that's the key. It really, really is the key. And you've heard me speak about that a lot of times. The key to this, you know, the Lord through the scriptures tells us these wonderful things. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. What does that mean? Does it mean that he's opening the door to all these worldly experiences for you to have? No. What he's asking you to open the door is into his reality. We create amongst ourselves so many false realities. I mean, when you're just thinking about in in some of the worldly sense of things that people do on Facebook, posting pictures of themselves 20 and 30 years old and making a profile that isn't really them at all. They're not really being honest. Um, that's a false reality. And when people get together and, and they have certain expectations that have been made because of these false things that have put been portrayed, the result is disaster. And so when we come to God and we knock on that door, what we're opening to is surrendering our will so that God's will can be present in us. And the Holy Spirit can guide and direct us into all things, things that are beneficial for us. This is the real learning experiences that change us. And so that's what we want to strive for when we seek God. And I will tell you, and my heart is is very deep this week. You know, there's uh, things going on in our personal lives that can uh, really, you can come up against a brick wall and you have no direction to go. You're faced with certain types of reality of sickness and death. And the answer to those, when you face those, you know, many people can face them bravely. But you don't have to face them alone. Surrender all, all of your worries, all of your sorrows. Put them at the feet of the cross and surrender to God. He'll give you the peace. He'll give you the understanding. He'll give you the strength. And I share, I share all the time that it's really not the length of time that we live 
but what we do with the time while we live. I think that's so important to really understand that and put that at the center of our focus so that we, when we reach these things, we can allow ourselves to surrender and give up ourselves so that God can work within us. I, I, I just, it's such, it's the most critical thing when you say that I'm going to be born again. If you say you're born again, but you haven't surrendered your will to God, you, you really haven't been born again, have you yet? You're taking steps in that direction. But surrendering is part of the process. So don't hold back. Don't try to repress the Holy Spirit within you. Let the Spirit do what he wants to do, which is bring you through experiences, teach you, enlighten you through the scriptures, give you strength, give you wisdom. So... You don't want to break that hold and have experiences that don't have God as its source and deeper faith in God as a result. And so I'll ask you, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your experiences? And do you place your experiences above him? Because if there's any experience that you're having that's dearer to you than your Lord, you must allow him to be over it. Allow God to be over your relationships when you seek a relationship. Whether it's with a spouse or somebody potentially to be your spouse or your partner. Or your children in those relationships. Or your relatives. Let God be in the center of those relationships. So that your love is pure. And your desire is only grace and compassion for those that you love. Because then there'll come a time that you will potentially be made impatient with your own experience. And God might be at the center of that. God might be moving you to that. And when you experience that, you can truthfully say, I don't care what I experience because I am sure of him. You see? When we place all our hopes and our desires on him, all that we need is provided by him. In our relationships, it's so crucial that God is at the center of our relationships. Why are there so many break, you know, broken relationships around us? What happens? What crumbles? What decays in something in that first experience when you are so deeply, deeply, deeply in love? Because real deep love never decays, my friends. Oh, no. Real compassionate love doesn't pass. It only grows stronger. And that's my experience. So be relentless and hard on yourself if you're in the habit of talking about the experience that you had. Because faith based on experience is not faith. Faith based on God's revealed truth is the only faith there is. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be right back after this. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 
South Jersey's talk station. Are you already doing digital advertising sales? Do you know all about targeted displays, social media marketing, the latest in SEM, and behavioral targeting? If so, you could be Town Square Media's new advertising sales star. We are looking for passionate sales professionals to join our media and digital advertising team. If consulting and connecting local businesses with their ideal audience for growth sounds exciting, well, let's have a conversation about you working for Town Square Media. Right now is the perfect time to join our team as an advertising account executive. Our comp package is amazing with unlimited earning potential, including base salary, mobile phone, auto package, 401k match, and more, along with world-class training and plenty of room for growth. If you're competitive, driven, and have the ability to communicate great ideas, we want to hear from you. Reach out to Michael Rubel, Market President, at 609-910-5249 or visit careers.tv. Townsquaremedia.com. Townsquare Media is an equal opportunity employer. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quinces. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit. And make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids, and I've got a good job. Bye, Mom. See you, Mom. A pretty important job. Because of my family and my job, I really care about this neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood. Yes, there's some crime. And when I drive to work, like now, I realize that some people here don't trust the police. So the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you as a police officer that this department is reaching out to the community. And the community is doing its part. We're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. This is how we can all be safer. Get involved. Start the conversation. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome again to this fine Saturday morning. We're waking up and the sun is uh, very nice. Very, very nice. Um, again, thank you all for joining. And, and I do appreciate all your comments, your questions, um, and thank you for your encouragements all the time. And uh, should you need a free Bible or have any questions about our program today or a program in the past, or maybe a subject you'd like to hear me talk about in the future, please contact me at Saturday morning. Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown 
at yahoo.com. And just a reminder, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll continue with our program today titled God's Revealed Truth. And it talks about, you know, the idea here of what we're putting out is we have worldly experiences and God should be at the center of every experience. And men and many of our experiences um, we rely on don't have God at the center and we need God at the center of everything so that we learn appropriately. And that's what life is about. Life is about learning. It is one long education process. And some of us, as we learn, we go through things we don't learn. And that's a sad, sad thing. I'm going to read you another scripture in the second segment of today of our program. And it's uh, John 6:44, Because, you know, as we're talking about God's will, there's something important to understand. And I think this is something for you to understand. John chapter 6. Verse 44 in the New Testament, Gospel of John. He says, no one, and this is Jesus' words that John recorded, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. And in 45, he remind, John reminds us of what was written in the prophets. And it was a quote from the Old Testament where it said, they shall all be taught by God. Quite interesting. So I read you that scripture because we've been talking about will, about our will, surrendering our will and giving up our will to God so that God can lead us, direct us and educate us, polish us as gold. And it comes in its raw form out of the earth. But when it's polished and cleaned and put through the fire, it becomes a precious element. And so it is with you and I. We are precious in God's sight. And when we go through the fire, which many of us go through more than we care to, but the result is that the dross and the impurities and the sin that we found ourselves in, whether we did it ourselves or whether those things were placed upon us, they're melted away. And we can be useful for God in his purpose, which is... (laughs) bringing mankind into line with his will and blessing us endlessly with grace and compassion. And ultimately, as the scripture says, God is love. And what is love? For me, love is unselfishness expressed. And I think that is uh, so important that we love in the right way. Because the word love is bantered around and thrown and tossed in so many different things. And it kind of loses the specialness and the deepness that it has. And that's sad. Now, understand this, that when God begins to draw us to himself, what happens is the problem of our will. And this is, I've experienced this, of, of this tug of war of my own will over wanting to submit to God. Because some way I might find pleasure in this or in that. But I try to put everything, and I do try. I can't say that I'm always successful. I would not say that. But I try to make sure 
that in anything that I'm thinking about, that I'm asking God for direction. And again, whether it's relationship, whether it's things I'm planning in life to do, God needs to be at the center of our life. And if you're planning a relationship, I want to stress to you that the love of God in the center of your relationship will make your relationship bloom as though you could have never imagined. You will love deeper than you could ever believed possible. So I want to encourage you. And again, when God begins to draw me, I'll share some of my experience, my godly experience. When God begins to draw me to himself, the problem of my will comes in immediately. And so I have to think, you know, what will happen? Will I react positively to the truth that the God, that God has revealed to me? Will I come to him? Prayerfully, hopefully, and filled with the strength, I will make the correct decision. <sighs> but here's another thing. To discuss and deliberate over spiritual matters when God calls us, honestly, guys, is inappropriate and disrespectful to him. Allow him to lead. When God speaks, he doesn't discuss it with anyone as if to decide what your response could be, right? No. And if you would like to look at a scripture relating directly to that, please, in the New Testament, Galatians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. Because belief is not a result of an, an intellectual act. I think that's something that we misunderstand sometimes. But it is a result of an act of my will when I deliberately commit myself to God. You see, when we ponder it, when we deliberate on it, when we think we're going to decide, I mean, that's how I used to talk, really describe our relationship, what happens with so many people when the gospel is brought to them. It's kind of kind of crazy, but it is a, a general thinking that I've experienced over the years. In essence, it's like this. You share the gospel, and they'll tell you, well, I'll think about it. But in reality, what happens is, is they're saying, and, and actually by the questions that I've been asked over the years, let me know everything. Tell me everything there is to know about God, all of his secrets, all of these things, all of this, all of that, all of this. And after I ponder all those things that God has done for me, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you and let you know. But that's not the reality of how we should proceed or, or how we should do it or even think of this. You know, belief, again, is not a result of an intellectual act. It's the result of an act of my, my will. And so I deliberately make a commitment to God. I deliberately do that. Now, the question is, but will I commit, right? Placing myself completely and absolutely on God? Oh, here comes the, here comes the caveat, right? 
And will I be willing to act solely on his direction and what he says? Remember, the scriptures directs us in many, many ways. His laws, his precepts are there. Interesting study I've had here and there with individuals who only want to go to scriptures that are kind of God is telling us historically things. Although they're inspired for for Moses to remember the amount of information he read when he wrote the Torah. Oh, my gosh, that man was eternally inspired. But, you know, they go to these things. We'll see God said to, to do this. He said to kill this. He said to do that. He said to, to do these things. And so, see, God's just like everybody else. No, God is not like anybody else. And so when you read historical texts as God was directing his people, sharing them, providing them with examples that foreshadowed things that would come into the future. That's the important part of understanding all these things. And so, I have to be grounded on reality as I enter God's throne. But the reality is, I need to be in God's will and that reality that God shares with us. That's how we, you know, as we begin, that I am grounded on the reality as certain as God's throne. That is so critical. Again, when will I commit placing myself completely and absolutely on God? That's critical. In the preaching of the gospel, always focus on the matter of will. That's where we need to go. That's so left out when we're talking and sharing the gospel. We don't discuss the will. We tell them you got to believe, you got to be saved, you got to accept the blood, you got to accept the death on the cross. But you have to submit to the will of God to even understand deeply the death on the cross and what salvation means. That is so crucial. In our faith. Remember, in preaching the gospel, always focus on the matter of the will. Because belief must come from the will to believe. There must be a surrender of the will, not a surrender to a per persuasive or powerful argument. That's not what we're doing. We're not sharing the gospel to win arguments, which I have been part of that in my young time. Oh, my goodness. Argue to the nth degree, to the end. That cannot be what we do. We share the gospel out of love. God gives us a seed to plant, and the Holy Spirit makes the seed grow. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be right back after this. Only one talk station in South Jersey has an app that's focused exclusively on what's happening in Atlantic and Cape May counties. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Don't fish through some generic app along with thousands of other stations. The WPG Talk Radio app brings you the latest South Jersey news and weather information. Breaking news, push notifications, and more. Download the WPG Talk Radio app today through WPGTalkRadio.com. 
Fox News. I'm Carmen Roberts. The border with Mexico is relatively calm now that new stricter rules are in effect. Many migrants are opting to wait for appointments rather than try crossing illegally. We found 250 migrants who did what they were told. They were applied for asylum using that CBP-1 app. It's like a winning lottery ticket. Fox's William Lajeunesse. Montana's Supreme Court upholds a ruling that allows some nurses to provide abortions, not just doctors. The court said the state failed to prove an abortion performed by a family nurse practitioner or certified nurse midwife is riskier to a patient. The court's rulings expected to set up a legal battle with the state legislature. Fox's Jill Nato and Florida Governor DeSantis and former President Trump will share the spotlight in Iowa today as they contrast their campaign styles in that lead voting state. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly cloudy today. Couple showers around. The high 76. Skies will begin to clear tonight. We're going down to the middle 50s. Tomorrow's a sunny to partly cloudy pleasant day for mom. Great day to be out and about. The high 74. A cloudy start on Monday. Sunshine returns in the afternoon. The high 75. I'm AccuWeather forecaster Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, welcome to our program this morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time and joining us this morning. If you have any questions about today's program or maybe a question about a program from the past, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Also, if you'd like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address. I won't use it for anything other than to send you that Bible. It's a new modern translation. I'm sure you'll appreciate it. My only request would be that you wear out the pages. Again, thank you for tuning in and joining me on Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Wow, we are in our third segment of today. And as I always share with you, when you love what you're doing, when you're moved by what you're sharing, it just moves along and time goes very, very fast. I cannot believe we're in the third segment of today already. Our subject matter today, if you're just tuning in, is Matthew 5, the first gospel in the New Testament Chapter 5 is the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus delivered these seemingly simplistic words which would upend humanity, because the reality of what he was saying was contrary to pretty much everything else we had always believed, and pretty much what the nation back then, the nation of Israel, uh, which really was a nation, they were under uh, oppression at that point under the Romans, And Jesus is telling them what they had believed in material things, that that was a sign of of God's blessings to them, that material things and wealth were a sign that you were in God's favor. Here Jesus is saying all these things that are very, very contrary to that. And the meanings with them um, bring us to a whole new point in our lives. And so it's very, very exciting to... um, it really is. But to continue where we where we left off, um, 
to begin with, the teaching of Christ comes really with astonishing discomfort. And that's intentional. It's intentional. It is gentle when people first read it, and they're just saying, wow, these are just these incredibly beautiful, simplistic words. But then all of a sudden, it's, we see that it's out of proportion to our natural way of looking at things. But just as Jesus saved humanity from their sins by his death on the cross, here he's beginning to give us a new sense of proportion. And so slowly we form out our way of life in line with his precepts. And that's incredibly amazing. But again, as I said way back in the beginning of the program, we have to understand that Jesus' position as a teacher um, is, it, it has to be understood that he's a savior first. It's not just about these wonderful, beautiful teachings, um, because without salvation, without him in our heart as a savior, the teachings don't mean anything. They're just beautiful words. And so it's very, very important that we really, really understand that. And so the motive that underlies the precepts of the Sermon on the Mount, the, the main idea, what we need to understand is that God loves us. God loves us. And there's a million questions swirling through people's, well, how can God love us? He allows this, he allows that, he allows this. The short, quick answer is, is, is uh, that all things that happen work towards the good. And God's love uh, outweighs everything else. And the destruction upon humanity, the sickness upon humanity, the slavery of humanity, the abuse of children is not put on by God, but put on by people. You have to separate the two. Jesus is here to tell us the right way, but we ignore it. And around us are, are just thousands and thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who only wish harm and abuse to others to enslave nations, to gather all wealth for themselves, the greed, the lust, unending. And so when we come to Christ, when we see these beautiful principles begin to form that he's sharing, the way to really implement them in us is by then becoming a new creature, accepting Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, accepting salvation so that those principles can begin to grow. But without understanding salvation, they're just beautiful words. So it's very, very important for us to, to understand that. And again, the motive of the mount is really, and the precepts of the Sermon on the Mount is the love of God. So what you need to do when we're reading this chapter, when we're reading these wonderful texts that God has inspired these men of old to put down so that we could read thousands of years later, you need to read these Beatitudes with your mind fixed on God. Because that's the only way they can clearly be digested within your heart and your soul. And when you do, you'll realize their neglected side. Ooh. Their meaning in relationship to the people is so obvious 
that it scarcely you scarcely need stating, but the aspect toward God is not so obvious, is it? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Add the caveat, toward God. Ooh, am I a pauper to, to God, right? Or toward God? Do I know that I cannot prevail in prayer? I cannot blot out the sins of the past. I cannot alter my disposition. I cannot lift myself nearer to God. Then I'm in one place where I'm able to receive the Holy Spirit. When I have those admissions in my own heart, when I come to the realization of what God is trying to do for me, I have a choice. God forces no one. I have a choice. And that is so important to understand because people cannot receive the Holy Spirit until they are convinced of their own spiritual poverty. Oh, there we go. Our own spiritual poverty. Blessed are the meek towards God's commands and promises. Oof. Blessed are the merciful to God's reputation. When I'm in trouble, do I awaken sympathy for myself? Oh, woe is me, Dan. Oh, oh, oh. No, that's not. Because when I do, I slander God. Because the reflective thought in people's mind is how hard God is with me or with that person. It's easy to slander God's character because he never attempts to vindicate himself. Blessed are the pure in heart. That is obviously Godward. Blessed are the peacemakers. Whoa. Blessed are the peacemakers. Making peace between God and man. And that note was struck at the birth of Jesus. Think about that. Think about these things. And I'm sure many of you have never thought about it this way. You just read these beautiful things from the Sermon on the Mount and said they're just all about me. When the reality is, is they are there to draw us closer to the God of creation. Blessed are the peacemakers. Making peace between God and man. That was the purpose of our Savior, Jesus Christ. My question is, is it possible to live out the Beatitudes? Is it possible? Never, unless God can do what Jesus says he can. Unless he can give us the Holy Spirit who will remake us and bear us into a new realm. Oh, that's so critical. Ponder that for a second. The essential element in the life of a saint, in the life of a believer, is simplicity. We make things very, very complex. How many times I've talked to people and they've made even the gospel so complex. It is not complex. It is your choice to accept what God has already done on your behalf. It is a choice that you make. 
You simply say yes or no. You don't have to have the strength to go through with it. You don't have to have the strength to put aside the sin that you're steeped in. He meets us where we are. In the place where we're confronted, wherever that is. And if you're in your church or or you're in a group and a Bible study and you're looking down your nose at someone else because you're, oh my gosh, they're such a sinner. You have missed the entire point. We come in the way we are found. He renews us where we are. And he judges. We don't. And I will tell you this story, and I share it a lot of times. When Jesus was with the prostitute and all the men brought the stoner, he didn't condemn her. He said, neither will I condemn you. As one by one, they went away. When Jesus said, go ahead, any of you guys that haven't sinned, go ahead, you throw the stone. But they all left. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He met her where she was at. And so that goes the same for you and I. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Join my friends at United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City today. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining us this fine Saturday morning. And here we are at the final segment of the day. The time just goes so fast. Again, if you have any questions about our program, you can contact me at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. And if you would like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address. I commit to you that I will not use it for anything other than sending you a free Bible in the mail. And my only hope and prayer is that you wear out the pages. It is a wonderful program today, um, talking about the Sermon on the Mount. And there is so much to it. This one-hour program, we really can't even begin to touch on the the enormity of, of what is held within those beautiful few sentences. I mean, it is, it is um, so vast. But when you study, when you ask God for the Holy Spirit to guide you through all of these things, you understand that this is about our commitment to God. It is just so, so incredible. And so again, just as a a quick reference back into the previous segment, you know, is it possible to live out the Beatitudes, the things that Jesus was saying to all of us uh, on that Sermon on the Mount? And the answer is never. You, You can't live it out unless God can do what Jesus Christ says he can. And he can give us the Holy Spirit who will remake us and bear us, lead us, guide us, pull us when we accept into a new realm. 
and the essential element in every saint's life, in every believer's life, is simplicity. And Jesus makes the motive of of godliness gloriously simple. And that is, he carefully cares about everything. He could care less about everything else but your relationship to him. That's how simple it is. Be carefully careless about everything else except your relationship to him. Because the motive of a disciple is very simple. And the motivation and what we're supposed to be doing is to be pleasing to God. Yeah, pleasing to God. And true happiness of the believer is found in purposefully making and keeping God first. When God is first in everything, your life is different. When God is first in your job, your job will be different. When God is first in your marriage, in your relationship, it makes all the difference. And I literally mean all the difference. I came from a relationship where I put God at the center of my marriage. I was married for 51 years before my wife passed away last year. And, you know, married as a young man, I would not say that God was always at the center of my relationship. And when I ran afoul, when there was relationship trouble within my young marriage, right out of high school, I would say those reasons were because God was not centered. He was not first in everything that I was doing. My selfishness was. My own desires created issues. But as I began to become more mature in my faith, God gave me a love for this person so deep I just can't even comprehend sometimes the deepness of love because I can't comprehend God's love so completely. But he allowed me to love so unselfishly. That's how a marriage works. When two people with God in the center come together, they come in unselfishness. And the love and devotion. Again, because there's a difference between Devotion to principles and devotion to a person. That's the, that's the theme from the very beginning of this, where I'm telling you that understanding Jesus as a teacher doesn't work unless you understand him as a savior first. That's so important. And so there, there's a great difference between Jesus Christ, between our savior's principle and all other moral teachings. And there's a lot of moral teachings out there. Because Christ bases everything on God realization, while others focus on self-realization. And there's a difference between devotion to principles and devotion to a person. And you have to understand, 
that Christ never proclaimed a cause. No, he proclaimed a personal devotion to himself. As he said, for my sake. Remember this, discipleship is not based on devotion to an abstract ideal. We've discussed this before. I've shared this with you before. And so many things out there, people are devoted to these human self-realization ideals and principles. What do they lead to? That I, Not to anything to, the, to God. And most of the time to disaster. I can't say that people don't find some level of of happiness in them, Um, but sometimes people settle short of what they should be going and settle and, and what they should want. And what they should want is everything that God is willing to give to us. And he gave his only begotten son on our behalf so that we could be renounced reunited with him in a way that is almost unfathomable. It is so incredible what God is seeking to give and do for us. Again, discipleship is not based on devotion to an abstract ideal, but on devotion to our Lord Jesus Christ. So the whole life of a believer, the whole Christian life is stamped by its originality. And so you see, whenever the Holy Spirit sees a chance to glorify Jesus Christ, he'll take your whole personality, he'll make it blaze and glow with a passionate devotion to our Savior, not to a cause, but to an individual, to someone who gave his life for you. Someone who has been given everything by the Father and wants to give it to you. I no longer call you servants, but friends. Father, Jesus' prayer is, is unbelievable. Father, let them be one as you and I are one. Oh, if you only believe deeply and understood what that entails lives would be changed. And they are being changed. And so I hope I hope that you seek God in this way for that intimate relationship. It's back to that theme that I share so often because I feel that it's often overlooked. You know, there's many beautiful sermons and pretty words that are shared. But if those words and and things that are being shared are only about how to get through your life as a humanity to get through this or a a touch on marriage counseling when the intimate relationship of Christ is not the center focus of everything you're missing the point because you're no longer a devotee of a cause or a principle you're the committed loving slave of Lord Jesus Christ But this this joining and this possession, because the church is referred to as a bride, a loving bride. 
in the best relationship, kept and protected, anointed, encouraged, and loved more deeply than anyone could ever imagine. That's who we are. That's what we should long to be. Because no person on earth has that love unless the Holy Spirit has imparted it to you and I. And I'll tell you, there's people that admire Christ, that say, oh, he was a great teacher, a wonderful man. They respect him, and they have some reverence for him. But no person on earth has that love unless the Holy Spirit has imparted to you and I. Again, people may admire Jesus, they might respect him, they might have reverence for him, but we cannot love God until the Holy Spirit has poured out that love in our hearts. Take the time. Go to Romans in the New Testament. Romans 5, 5. Read that scripture because what it's going to tell you is the only true lover of the Lord Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. Listen to what this says. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely. Jesus Christ says that blessedness, that high goodness and rare happenings, that happiness comes from suffering for his sake. It's not for suffering, for conscience sake, for conviction sake, or because of ordinary troubles of life, but something beyond all that. For Jesus's, for Christ's sake, on our behalf. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.